is swagging? If ain't swagging, who is swagging? If ain't swagging, who is swagging? If I ain't swagging, swag. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Student of the Game. I am Kyle Nash, the Student of the Game, and hey, listen, if you're here, chances are you like talking about sport, and we're so glad you could do it with us here tonight on the pod. Listen, of course, you can check this out. We're streaming right now on the Huddle Up YouTube page. We weren't able to do that last week because of technical situations, uh, uh, Jim had done his show on Wednesday because of his technical situation. The first half of our show somehow got clipped for something completely different. And I don't know, but we're here full time. And listen, while it may be a week late, you heard me open in asking the very important question in terms of audio. Who is swag? Baby? That's right. We had to, uh, to celebrate Deion Sanders in my mind, heading to Colorado. And while it's been said at nauseum, I think there's been some more developments, even since the original uh, news and 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 backlash of prime time's departure from the swag from Jackson State, of course, by now anybody who has seen his opening comments to the Colorado Buffalo players uh, saw an, an excellent execution of a leadership, in my opinion, of being forthright up front, no games being played. And, and listen, it's something that, that I heard a lot of talk about more right now, uh, in this past week. And granted, this was at the, the coaches press conference for the pure cure bowl here in Orlando, which I'll be covering for the three point conversion, a seven BN sports. Bing! Um, a lot of those coaches from the university of, Texas San Antonio and Troy both made very interesting statements of when you're recruiting, you need to start in your room. And it's very interesting to see Dion go in to Colorado talking about he's bringing bags with him, but recruit, recruiting guys telling them, you know, in the room, talking to them about what's being brought, what's going down. A little bit of tough love in that instance, whereas the aforementioned coaches of uh, Troy and UTSA, John Summerall and Jeff Trailer, respectively, uh, both told stories of, of going to whoever the hit heavy hitter was for that team and, 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 and talking to them first before about doing any recruiting and heading to the transfer portal. So I, I think what we're talking to is a very different approach when it comes between the two. But let me stick to Dion for a minute because there was a lot of backlash about him leaving Jackson State, right? Something, you know, e even the most... Uh, what is word outspoken? Some of the silliest is what I'll say. Criticisms of Dion saying that he needs to he sought uh, justification in a white institution instead of trying to lift a black institution up. First of all, stop it, because the people who talk that schmack are the very ones out the other side of their mouth that are going to complain about the lack of coaches of color in the Power Five. And I'm not here to say that Dion's hiring solved it. Let's not get stupid, but it's definitely a step in the correct direction. 
And I think it'll also be something in the uh, psyche, if you will, of college football at large that will lead to more such hires, assuming success, which I'm sorry, in the Pac-12, I kind of like his impact there. The only conference I think in which he would have been a better fit is the Big 12, but I'm not going to complain too much. By the way, look out, Utah. Somebody might be trying to take your spot and fight for the conference there uh, as you battle against Lincoln Riley and uh, his abilities and coaching style. Already getting one Caleb Williams, a Heisman Trophy win. What is that, like the fourth or fifth straight quarterback that's uh, been a finalist for the Heisman? The fifth straight quarterback that that uh, has been a Heisman candidate with Lincoln Riley, three of them winners, right? What was it? Uh, Hertz, um, Baker, Baker Mayfield, and uh, um, obviously Caleb here. Late last, the latest one I just mentioned him. Yeah, so there you go, uh, Caleb Williams. So with all that being said. Very interesting stuff in the Pac-12. But Dion, foregoing, forsaking Jackson State. What a horrible thing to do. Yeah, you, you, you do realize, first of all, uh, he was campaigning to coach the final game of, for JSU to get them their championship. Then I hear him and see a video of him involved with the introduction of the new Jackson State coach. Who stays behind and monitors and gets involved with and assures that his replacement is embraced like that? Who is swag? He ain't swag. Baby? No. Listen, I happen to love that remix too anyway. as It slaps, as the kids say, right? So, no, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't want to go off on a long diatribe that like, I attempted to last week but wasn't recorded due to technical what-have-yous. Um, but I can, I can tell you that I'm uh, – listen, I, I'm, I'm supportive of Dion. I hope he does amazing things. And, and I really think he can make some noise in the Pac-12. We'll be watching that closely. And don't be surprised if uh, upon some success next, uh, next season you, you hear a little bit more of the uh, Who is Swag remix. I'm getting pretty good at saying that. Anyways. You know, I want to get to this, too. I, I, I'm starting to hear noise about Jalen Hurts being an MVP candidate. That doesn't bother me. I think Jalen Hurts has done amazing things, especially considering how much Philadelphia and national media at large left that man for dead after his playoff performance last year. And I'm not here to say it was great. He slinked in the big moment or whatever. Eh, okay, cool. Young quarterback. Early experience starting, playoffs didn't go his way. It's not like it's never happened before, right? We're not exactly play, breaking new ground with young quarterbacks struggling in the playoffs, right? You know, the one that comes to mind immediately, if you don't want to count Andrew Luck or, you know, that or anything else. What about Ben Roethlisberger, right? I mean, yeah, he did win a Super Bowl early in his career. But if you remember correctly, it's year two. He was quickly eliminated <laughs> by the Patriots. Uh, his first playoff run because, you know, the Patriots um, and Bill Belichick abusing rookie quarterbacks as he tends to do uh, with or without Tom Brady. Whole other question. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about Thomas Edward Bieber Brady later uh, when once my guy Mark Mancini comes aboard. 
And I'm sure there'll be more talk, too, regarding the Giants as we talk about MVPs because, you know, Saquon Barkley was the midseason MVP for the student of the game. Uh, check out that episode if you haven't yet with my good friend Mikey Byrne helping to handle business uh, and, and break that down, regardless of how much fake news he would put out there with bad numbers. Um, if you don't want to know, if you want to know what I'm talking about, of course, check out the Huddle Up podcast. That was a lot of fun. But Jalen Hurts' head and shoulders, and it's not close. Above everybody else, head and shoulders, clearly the best MVP pick, is just nuts to me. Okay, first of all, take it easy. Still four weeks. It's a regular season award. Regular season's not done yet. We can have that conversation another time about whether the postseason should matter. Personally, I think the postseason, there should be a postseason MVP and a regular season MVP like the NBA is apt to do. I would love to see that award inducted. You know, uh, maybe they're waiting for Tom Brady to finally retire and they'll call that ish the Tom Brady Award. I got no problem with that. You know, just because I don't think he's the GOAT doesn't mean I think he's a bad quarterback, nor do I think he's unworthy of all-time appreciation. I just don't think he's the GOAT. Another uh, conversation for another day. There was a little bit where we went over it, uh, me and Drew Willingham, on the uh, In-N-Out Sports Debate Show on Legacy Maker Network. Um, so make sure you check that out. Uh, I was on Facebook there, but it's out there and all that other stuff. So, uh, shout to my dude, Drew Willingham for having me on that show, um, two Tuesdays ago now it would have been. So that was fun. Um, that being said, I can't put him head and shoulders upon everybody else. First of all, number one, among quarterbacks, he's 15th in passing attempts. But Kyle, he runs the ball, too. He's so very important. Okay, listen. Let's have this conversation real quick. And maybe I'm... Listen, this is one aspect where my point of reference will probably be different than a lot of people's. Okay? And I've been saying this for a while. You don't believe me. Just ask my friends on the Huddle Up podcast. Bing! Or EJ Christian, for as wrong as he is, he can bear witness to the fact that I pointed out that a running quarterback and running skills for a quarterback are essential. All the many appearances I've had on the Student of the Game Report on the Earnestly Speaking podcast. Bing! If you don't find those sources credible, as to me having said this a while back, I can't help you. But what I will say is this. I view running ability in a quarterback essential for top quarterbacks in this NFL. I'm sorry, Tom Brady is not a quarterback uh, that is a top quarterback anymore. I'm not saying he's bad. He's also he's 45 with an atrocious roster that's starting to expose his game like Janet Jackson in a halftime show. Okay. This isn't old news. And anybody who's suddenly surprised Tom Brady looks mortal has completely disrespected the roster that was around him, the Bucks front front office for putting that together, and also Bruce Arians for the great coach that he is. It's just unfortunate that he had a personality clash during Tom Brady's second year. And that, you know, listen, between that and Antonio Brown, the fact that the Bucs still held on to make the conference championship only to get beaten by the eventual Super Bowl champions in a late play is a tribute to Tom Brady. Okay. Holding the team together in leadership, dude, I am not going to argue he has that. I don't necessarily agree with his, his style. You know, he, like Dan Marino, yelling at his O-lineman and his team, stuff like that. Not exactly how I jive. But I'm also not getting paid millions or, you know, a butt-ton of money to do it. So what do I know? I'm just a student of the game. But I will say this. 
Jalen Hurts can run. As anybody else out there in the lamestream media who is an MVP candidate can do as well. I don't know why we're crowning Jalen Hurts as head and shoulders or, or, or a clear favorite or any of this. You don't want to pick Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second? Cool. Y'all said he couldn't do without Tyreek Hill, and he is, and you're still going to diss him. Okay, that's you hiding and projecting that you were wrong. Deal with it. Stop robbing my mans. There's a reason he's the current best quarterback in the NFL right now over Tom Brady, who's just father time's winning that battle. This isn't a Tom Brady trash session. I'm, I'm glad. I'll be glad to trash that division who's probably going to give us a losing playoff candidate hosting a game. But, hey, I, I talked about that two weeks ago. Uh, God. And then you, you want to talk to me about other quarterbacks who are doing it as MVP candidates like Tua Tungavailoa, when Tyreek Hill is the reason they're doing it. The, the, I, the whole MVP talk is just confusing over and above this Jalen Hurts take. So he can do something that all solid quarterbacks in the league can do right now, which is run the football. Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second check. Josh Allen, check. Justin Herbert, check. Hell, even Trevor Lawrence can run the damn football. You want to crown him an MVP candidate? <clears throat> I don't think so. Right? And he's also asked to do so much less compared to other of his top-level brethren. Listen, this is not me crapping on Jalen Hurts. Don't even think about that, all right? Because the same sources I mentioned, and you could go look at these podcasts, by the way, who, that are out there on the various podcast platforms. Bing! I have always been public that I dig Jalen Hurts as a prospect. He was raw at the time he came in the league. I don't think anybody would argue that. But I loved his ability to hit the long ball receivers in stride. That's something he did throughout the combine process. And, and just in general is a guy who I think has just that mixed skill set to make him good, to have made him a good prospect, to have taken the starting job in Philadelphia the way he did. That was never an argument. Hell, he's half the reason over and above other improvements the Eagles had made, why I picked them to win the NFC East. No offense to my guest who is a uh, <laughs> who covers the Giants and Danielle Orsino of the Move the Chains podcast. She'll be on in a bit. But, listen, all I'm saying is since they're 12-1, and one, Santa may be able to go to a game without getting booed this year. I make no promises, and I don't miss the irony that if you're looking at the video feed, I'm wearing red and green at the same time with my student of the game t-shirt. My Niners hat. Okay? How, how much more Christmas can you get? I don't know. You might find out next week on the show. Oh, spoilers! But here's the thing. Why can't I... What other reasons do I have? What other players are commensurate with Jalen Hurts as MVP candidates. And I'm not going to go with the obvious usual suspects, right? I don't necessarily think Patrick LeVon Mahomes II is an MVP candidate. I don't necessarily think that Josh Allen is an MVP candidate. As a matter of fact, if you remember from the midseason awards, I didn't really feel like a quarterback in particular was running away with it. Now, again, because the press is so limited in their thinking capacity in the lamestream, all they can do is pick quarterbacks for MVPs. And whether they are not, they snub Russell Wilson in 2017 and 2019 is a whole other question. What I'm getting to is this. The MVP this year in the NFL today shouldn't even be a quarterback. That's right. I said it. 
shouldn't even be a quarterback. Three of the prolific teams in the NFL right now, the ones that are playoff worthy, the ones that have winning records, their best players are carrying quarterbacks on their back. Not bad quarterbacks, mind you, but ones that aren't. Jalen Hurts, Patrick LeVon Mahomes II, Josh Allen, guys of that caliber. Example one. Y'all want to crown Tua Tungavailo. Like, you all cats with a straight face think Tua's an MVP candidate. Stop it. I'm not here to say he did bad. Remember, not an MVP candidate doesn't mean bad quarterback. That's that's the thing that's dangerous about calling somebody overrated is because it's associated with being a criticism. And it kind of is. But it's not necessarily a criticism of the player. It's a criticism of you guys in the lame stream. Or those of you who put too much shine on somebody that doesn't necessarily deserve it, right? I'm not here to tell you Tua isn't fun to cheer for. I'm not here to tell you that the Miami Dolphins aren't better as a team. Damn sure is an offense. But can we not cheapen the hire of Mike McDaniel? Can we not cheapen Jalen Waddle maturing as a receiver? Can we not fail to acknowledge Tua's biggest advocate and the biggest reason for that team's success offensively, Tyreek Hill. Why are we dissing this man? Everybody complains that a quarterback always wins the award, that the receivers never get enough shine for the MVP race. I offer you Tyreek Hill, and I can guarantee to you, some of you out there hate that I did it. You cannot have this both ways. Now, you want to keep a Josh Allen cool, but also why am I hearing all the time about, well, the Bills may not be as good as we thought. Expectations are part of the issue with the MVP, okay? If you're getting below expectations, if you're underperforming, if you're struggling in games where you shouldn't be, if you're playing down your competition, that's not MVP level-ish, period, point blank, end of story. Which is probably why... Lately, at least, Patrick LeVon Mahomes II has lost some points. Listen, you made a game close with the uh, Denver Broncos in regards to the fact that that's a divisional game. That is a cardinal sin. Well, no, this isn't baseball. There's not St. Louis. Anyways, no. Um, I kid, I kid. Um, fine, you don't like my Tyreek Hill candidacy? I'll give you another one. A team that many people wonder they're as good as, as, good as they are that question the, the Bill Parcells parable that you are allegedly as good as your record says you are. But apparently that means you can inflate yourself with a record that is better than you actually are. And of course, if you don't know by now, I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I'll tell you now, I'm talking about the Minnesota Vikings, right? What more can be said? Sure, my good friend Big Jim wants to be like, oh, Kirk Cousins can play in prime time. Y'all are just mean. Forget what the numbers say and how great a quarterback you think he is or isn't. By the way, he isn't. You know who is great? Justin Jefferson. I said it. Kyle Rudolph's no longer playing tight end. Can't notice it hardly, can you? Sure, they got a great running game in support. I love the fact that they can carry the ball uh, and, and that things are going well in that part of the offense. You, you won't you won't get me to convince uh, excuse me. You won't get me to confess that I have a problem with the Minnesota Vikings offense as a whole. 
But because of the quarterback, I'm not in a position to throw shine on Dalvin Cook like that. Adam Thielen, good number two now at this point in his career. And the reason why he's still relevant is because he's across from young man Justin Jefferson. This man has single-handedly willed this team to wins in the season in games that they probably would have lost without him. There's a reason why they have a negative one point differential. They either win close or get blasted. Now, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Kirk Cousins can't play defense, but neither can Justin Jefferson, right? What this tells me is that the offense doesn't have a good game, meaning Justin Jefferson doesn't have a good game. That team is screwed, and it is a receiver who is bringing that to life. That's not supposed to happen in the NFL anymore. And by the way, side note, Kirk Cousins, we mentioned earlier, great quarterbacks in, the, in today's NFL can run the football. Kirk Cousins isn't that guy. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady slow. I'm not saying he's Phillip Rivers slow. I'm not saying he's Matt Ryan slow. But let's face it, there's no designed runs for Kirk Cousins. We don't live in that world, right? Now, granted, it also helps that you do have the best running back in the league, in my opinion, just as I mentioned a moment ago, right? Having that insurance policy in there with Dalvin Cook, you don't have to have a running quarterback. You coach around it. I get it. And if Dalvin Cook is the reason you don't think Justin Jefferson's the MVP because they have a balanced offense like that, all right, fine. I'll give you another one. And keep in mind, the only reason you're going to talk this down now is because they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of course, I'm talking about Derrick Henry. Why would I not? How is Derrick Henry not a viable NFL MVP candidate? But the Eagles are 12 and 1. Great. Check the schedule. Get back to me. And I know what you're going to say to that. The Titans play in the AFC South. That's an easy division, sure. But they're also playing the NFC East this year, who has a pretty solid grouping this year if you look at the records, right? You know, I, I know I've made my share of jokes about the Commanders, you know, being a playoff team and, and how ridiculous that was. But here's what else I know. Right now, they're threatening to make it happen which is still very confusing to me, but that's another conversation for another day. All I'm trying to tell you is that the Washington Commanders are currently 7-5 and five and ahead of, or excuse me, 7-5-1, and one, sorry, and ahead of the Giants on the strength of the fact that they've actually won a game in the division. Something that the Giants can't do. By the way, that divisional win they have is the one loss for the 12-1 Eagles. I'm going to throw that out there. How the Giants look against the Eagles, you know. So I say all of the above to say the East is still looking, you know, mighty fine there. There's, 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 there, there's enough to say that they're a talented group. But Derrick Henry is not only carrying Ryan Tannehill as per usual, right? That receiver core, over and above losing A.J. Brown to start the season, is a mere fractured, fra fracture, fracture, ooh, that's a Freudian slip, fraction 
of its previous self. And part of the reason, frankly, they lost to Jacksonville, right? What's the way you attack the Jacksonville Jaguars? You throw the ball on them. But if you don't have any receivers, how, in fact, do you throw the ball on them? Exactly. It's a tough place to be. And Derrick Henry had a record, you know, oh gosh, I can't remember the last time he had that many turnovers. What was it? Two fumbles he had? Three fumbles he had? It was insane. And and and, and in watching those fumbles happen, it's not like the Jags defense did anything spectacularly well, like they were, you know, trying to strip the ball or any of that. But but 17 carries, 121 yards, and a touchdown. You're off the bat thinking the Titans have won that game. It's going later down the sheet and seeing two lost fumbles from uh, Derrick Henry. Oh, by the way, Ryan Tannehill had a lost fumble and an interception of his own, doing his part to contribute to the cause. And we're over here trying to crown Trevor Lawrence because, ironically, the position that their coach used to play at a Super Bowl level, Mike Vrabel, linebacker, is a hole bigger than anything I find in the Swiss cheese I used to bake my, my daughter's sandwiches for her lunch in the morning. That's the reason why sunshiny Trevor managed to bomb to M Evan Ingram the way that he did. It was out of control. The, what's his word? I don't want to just say it was a chink in the armor or, 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 or a weak spot that, you know, took out the dragon. It's not like it was Smaug or anything and you needed Bard the Hunter to make the shot. Yeah, there's some nerdy Lord of the Rings schmack for you. I guess that's technically the Hobbit, but details. This wasn't outright domination, right? If we did get to have Teron Davenport on, who was busy covering the fact that they fired their GM midweek as a playoff-worthy team at that moment, whatever, I'm going to ask him what happened on Whiteboard Wednesday. I might even request he do it the final week of the season when the Jags face the Titans. That would be awesome. Hey, it's Whiteboard Wednesday, Teron Davenport. Tell me what the heck the linebackers can do to stop Evan Ingram and get destroyed again by the Jags. But y'all want to crown Jalen Jalen Hurts. That's I, I mean, and again, I'm not saying he's not a candidate. But to say he's the runaway favorite is just vi viably inaccurate. You know, I gave you two other quarterbacks that are still worthy candidates in Patrick LeVon Mahomes II and Josh Allen. But again, if you don't want to pick, pick Josh, Josh Allen, I'm mad at you either. I, I, I uh, am in that camp as well. I mean, heck, they're so desperate in Buffalo, they're bringing back Cole Beasley to join the receiver core. I don't know what that's all about. You know, maybe they started to figure out, you know, um, Gabe Davis and uh, Stephon Diggs is a duo, or maybe somebody's hurt or something. I don't know. It's not completely the lack of a run game, which in fairness, Josh Allen entirely is. But y'all didn't respect it when Russell Wilson did it either in 2017 and 2019. So that's a whole other conversation. We won't be able to put in Lamar Demetrius Jackson at this point, probably because of his injury. Duh. Which, by the way, how rough is it for the Ravens right now? Like, it's one thing to have Jack go down in the biggest rivalry in the AFC North, in my opinion. At one point, the league, when it was still Joe Flacco and Ben Roethlisberger, right? Steelers-Ravens. 
And then you see Huntley go down. Ty Huntley, right? And then that whole situation is just unfortunate. Oh, wait, am I reading this right? Yep, pretty sure the game was still pretty close. Like, how did they did they manage to pull pull off the, the win despite the rough situation? How on earth did that happen? Yeah, that's right. Somehow or another, not only... <laughs> Not only were the Ravens able to keep it close, they won the damn game. But please, tell me why Mitch Trubisky was the right choice again. I know, I know. Kenny Pickett got taken out because of concussion protocol. It was the right thing to do. I ain't mad at that part. I'm still on Omar Epps' case for trying to sell me that Mitch Trubisky was the starting quarterback answer. There are other teams out there that are trying to answer quarterback questions, and I'm going to use this as a great opportunity to transition into somebody who could talk to me about a team with quarterback issues coming to, with the New York Giants. And listen, my next guest is talented just beyond reporting on football. She's an author, a, 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 a cosplayer of great talent, too, by the way, as a side note. We can talk all about that in a minute, but more importantly for this context, context she's the hostess of the Move the Chains podcast. First time here on the Student of the Game show tonight. Let me bring in Danielle Orsino. What's going on? Hey, I love the jersey and the look. What's up? How you doing? I had to bring it. I had to represent. Yes. Yeah. And listen, it just just going through quickly, I have to say, you, you, you understand how to make your hair part of the ensemble, and you did it here tonight. You got the red in there with the, 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 the giant's blue. It's looking good. I went all holiday in red and green, but I'm, I'm not trying to claim to, to be anybody in front of a camera or a cosplay or anything like that. But most That's important, right. yeah, yeah, you understand. I, listen, I I, let me show my credentials as an offensive lineman. There's not beauty in there. I'm just saying. So <laughs> with all that in mind, uh, Danielle, thanks for coming in. Um, I wanted to run this past you, uh, past you first just because it's convenient. I know we hadn't gone over this part yet first, but I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Okay. As far as the MVP race for the NFL right now, in your mind, is it clearly a Jalen Hurts win, or do you agree with me that it's a little early to make that call? I think it's a little early. I, I really do. I mean, look, Jalen Hurts gave an MV, MVP performance on us, um, <laughs> you know, the other day, as much as it pains me to say that. And believe me, it, it does pain me. Mm. Uh, but I still think it's a little early to put the crown on it just yet. Let's let's wait. I do think that we could put the crown on giving Brian Dable coach of the year. I don't think it should go to Pete Carroll. Oh, okay. I think it well, go to Brian. See, you, you said one thing I can't even fathom agreeing with with Dayball at the moment because I mean, but I like you. See, you, you threw Pete Carroll under the bus, so I'm down with yes. that. That's, that's oh, I roll that one right under, and then I back it up. <laughs> We're good. Yeah. Well, and 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 you bring up Dayball. Let, let let me let me put out this theory. I think it's mm -hmm. for right now at least. It's the other guy in East Rutherford. I'd have in Robert Sala ahead of okay. him because, mm -hmm. like, like, listen. When you're knocked down to having to play Joe Flacco again, that's some stuff to coach through. And in fairness, neither of those teams had expectations. Debo was on the list earlier in the season. I think he's kind of trailed off. Is that fair? Um, all right, here's my thing. Robert Sala has been there two years, okay? Mm -hmm. Debo got there one year and did already what Robert Sala tried to do in two years. So this is why I'm going to put Debo ahead of Sala and because – Let's face it, nobody expected us to even come ahead with a winning record. 
No, that's, so, that's accurate. You know, and given what we have, and think about it, our our wide receiving core is decimated. I mean, every week we have been the most injured. All right, now aside the 49ers, we've been the most injured team. So I have to look at it and go, there you go, Dayball. I mean, we've also been through Joe Judge, you know, Pat Schumer. We've been through Brian, uh, you know, and Ben McAdoo, the mustache man. We've been through some some crap. So you have to look at Brian Dayball and to come in and be able to look at his team and go, but we're still in it, guys, every week. I, I got to put him up there. I think Robert Sala, what he's done, he's got Sauce Gardner. He's got some amazing players. And then you got, you know, Babyface Wilson in there who, you know, I'm just calling Babyface Finster because that's what he reminds me of from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> it's like, cool. You know, you're like, yeah, you're in there. And now we got Mike White, who I, I still think will pull it out, uh, is, is pretty incredible. But I think he had a smidge more talent mm-hmm. to work with than what we had because let's face it you're still looking at daniel jones at least i am and i'm going really there richie cunningham are you are you you really the guy to lead us like i'm still not i'm not convinced Mm -hmm. so that's why i look at dayball and i think coach of the year for just getting up in the morning and going we could do it boys i i think that takes some guts to walk in there every week and and pull that together and, and then be able to dance the way he he does after victory which i think is just him going wow we did it like yeah i'm, I'm gonna dance <laughs> that out like i i think he looks at the team half the time he's like wow we really did we 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 beat them like we, we beat Anna, aaron Rodgers. wow okay john wick you know version 2.0 we we did it dude so you know maybe there was something in that you know anybody thing that he did take or didn't take i don't know so you know I'll, I'll be fair. Y- y'all beat Aaron Rodgers before it was cool, too, by the way. Like now, now it's just it's it's basic at this point. But you did it before it was cool. You did it before all the well, the few receivers they had got hurt and stuff. I- I'm going to give you that much credit. And we need a little. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, listen, uh, uh, despite my Niners had, I'm not here to 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 diss the Giants again. They mm-hmm. they did way better than my expectations. I I, I appreciate all of that. Um, they have another big game that that could keep their playoff hopes even alive. Playoff hopes, playoffs. Like you're you're wearing yeah. the wrong blue. I should be having that conversation, right? But the, the one thing I'd say, and maybe this isn't fair, I'm going to say something I think that you're going to agree with first. Midseason student of the game MVP was Saquon Barkley. Oh, one he play comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley. Even right now, I'm still going to give it to him because. He put that team on his back and was like, I'm running, dude. Like, mm-hmm. he he was doing it. And I'm still like, $6 million, man, go for it, babe. I was clapping, golf clapping that whole way. Like, he looks, he is there. The thing is, is the rest of the league went, oh, that's all they got. Okay, just tackle him, guys. Like, that's what, that's what happened. I love the validation from 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 somebody who, who covers the Giants and is, is waving the flag, so to speak. I, I said the very same thing the past couple weeks. So that yeah. it works. Yeah. There's no secret. I'm not going to sit here and be like, no, that's – no. Everybody was just like, wow, look at the Giants. Yeah, like through the first three games, they were like, they might be the real thing. By game four, they were like, there's something about this Saquon dude. Hmm. <laughs> you think that's it? And then by game five, somebody was like, I think it's the Saquon guy that they're getting this whole thing. I'm thinking we tackle his legs and, you know, just cover the outside so he can only go down the middle. 
yeah, we may have the sauce on this one, <laughs> you know, and that's kind of what happened. And then the rest of us went, um, I think they figured out the blueprint to what we are all about, you know, and then they were like, you know what, put a thumb in Bellinger's eye just to make sure that they have nothing going on and then they can't do a crossing route and we may get these giants all taken care of and that's pretty much what happened you know they were like i take out sterling shepherd just blow on him he'll fall down don't worry about it he's a china doll well what happened a lot of them were too and listen the rookie windale robinson i covered him in the citrus bowl this past year that dude's a talent he did some things i got to see him do some things in person again uh, when they played uh, the Jags here in Jacksonville, when I was in the press box for the three-point conversion, so like I, I, I see you had something there. Then he gets hurt. Matters are made worse. The injury defense. Listen, the injury defense that you're using to support your dayball argument is the same argument I use against Jimmy Garoppolo. Availability is the best ability when you have it. I'm with that. However, now that dayball's in that position where the playbook on offense is. Yeah, I give it to Saquon. How much coach? It's not that he's not coaching better than people. He's just reduced to having to coach and do one thing, and and I, that's and that's the conundrum, right? It's not that he's doing a bad job, and it's not that he's not a candidate. I just can't put him in the cotty status. Does that make sense? I think what it is though is when you take that playbook and normally you have it, it's this thick. Okay, we've now taken it to like that. Yeah, you're you on my then team. have to be creative, but it's also motivation. You have to still be a leader. And I think that's where Dayball is going above and beyond because it's very easy for these guys to get down in the doldrums and be like, I want out. That's it. He's also dealing with Kadarius. You know, he dealt with the Kadarius Tony issue yeah. and got rid of him and realized mm, this is not it. And then we got that Stone Galladay who is just weighing us down. And I'm sorry, there should be a freaking lemon law in, in the NFL. Like we should be able to go after, you know, Gettleman and be like, yo, dude, get back here. I need, I need part of that paycheck back because I don't know what you stuck me with, but this is not, this is not working. I need a lemon law. Like New York state has a lemon law. Galladay should be on the lemon law. Like done. I don't, I don't know what this is, but what did I get? I I got a bill of goods, take him with you, go retired, whatever you're going to do, take Galladay with you. Cause this not happening. So I, I think Dayball's doing the best he can in trying to be creative. But Danielle, it's December. Aren't you supposed to be in the gala day spirit? Oh, oh, that hurts. <laughs> just have you seen Galladay? I mean, I how have. many times was he targeted with a drop? It, 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 in fairness, Danielle, my good friend EJ Christian, who I who I do the Huddle Up podcast with, bing, alleges to be a Giants fan. So whenever he brings it up, I make that pun. It would be unfair if I didn't bring it Thank to you. you. So I appreciate that. I do. I do. I appreciate <laughs> that. On this show, right? I don't care who you are. The Giants fans get the Galladay spirit joke, especially in December. That's okay. That's I where take I'm it at. on the chin. <laughs> on the chin. I take it on the chin. It's 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 all good. You know what? We we took it from Gettleman. We bent over and took it. So we'll take it again. <laughs> Listen, I'm. If we want to talk about injuries. Like we, we can have the 49ers conversation too. I, I, I well, I mean, look what you know. We have injuries, but I mean, you guys were just like, "Hello, let me just roll this foot." How many times can we get a broken ankle or a broken foot on a quarterback? I, I don't know. Hopefully, Brock Purdy never answers that question either. 
Um, <laughs> no, he's just got his oblique to deal with or whatever else. I, I'm sorry. Is Brock Purdy even old enough to stay up past nine o'clock? I'm just wondering because that interview I saw with him, I was just like, who is this? Did he take the jersey from the guy? Like, who is this? He looks like he's two. That's a fair question. I, I think what it is is because you may have seen him standing next to Tom Brady. So it's kind of like, you know, if I take my buddy to father the- time. Yeah, exactly. If I take like if I take my buddy to the club and he's like, you know, he's younger than me, he's going to want me as a wingman because he's not fat like me and he's and he's younger. So, like, I'm the friend at the club, right? Is he buying beer? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, shoot. He's getting around it, too. They aren't even going to the club. They're just going to the gas station. Yeah, he's just like, hey, Dad. Beach, you. Can I get some beer? Let's celebrate. Yeah. <laughs> I would like a wine cooler, please. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just—it's West Coast. Why not? I get it. So, yeah, but, you know. Well, no, Tom Brady was probably like that has carbs and preservatives. We don't do that. You know, I mean, he's probably like, let's go for some avocado ice cream. It'll keep you younger. I don't know, but wow, I just watched that and I was like, um, are you allowed to even be up past your bedtime? But hey, you just beat the goat. So, you know, two points for you, kid. It's a special occasion. I got to stay up late for those two when I was, when I was, you know, a teenager. It's fine. Wrinkles on your ice cream, kid. I mean, just go for it. Here's a lolly. I was waiting for Aaron Andrews to just pull out the lollipop and go, there you go, and pat him on the head and have him go skipping off. That's what I was waiting to happen because I was like, yay. That's but awesome. You know what? He did it. Uh, usually what? The 49ers are 38 and 18 with Garoppolo under center. So that this was great that they did it. I think it's awesome. I hope that he plays against Seattle because I would like to beat I would like to see them beat Seattle because I'm sorry. This is gonna be very petty. Imagine a Giants fan being petty. I, I know see nothing. I, I know. Don't throw anything. But um <laughs> I need Geno Smith to get beat because I'm still holding on to a grudge from when Geno Smith started in place of Eli and broke Eli's Iron Man streak. I'm still holding on. I still, I'm sorry. I, I know. You see, in my eyes, he could have said no to McAdoo. Uh, he could have. He could have just been like, I don't feel right about this, or let him start, then put me in so we don't break the streak. I'm sorry. I'm just still. So I want to see him get beat. So listen, I'll tell you what. Uh, this is a good treat, right, too, because you're going to talk about being holding a grudge and being petty. It almost sounds like you're mad. If you're that almost. mad... Anger and mad deserves good company. I'll bring the madman in himself. He happened to jump on board. You know this guy, Mark Mancini. Welcome aboard, buddy. Wow. I'm crying. You, man, oh, man, you know, I feel like a, a guy waiting for a bus, and I only got like five minutes because God's loaded up my shows today. And I don't I don't complain. I said, okay, master, <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. So don't don't shoot me for being in here only five minutes, but you two guys have been taking this show to new heights, man. I love it, man. I'm I'm sitting here. And first off, let's just hail to the Hogs here because the Hogs will take care of the Giants Sunday night, and I love oh, my here we go. over there. But you, Perfect. Kyle, got some problems in Miami because the Dolphins on Saturday will probably lose their third in a row, two on the West Coast. Thank you, and going to Buffalo where. I think their record's two and thirty when the temperature is under thirty degrees, and they still yeah. got to go to New England yet. Uh, Not a Green Bay and the Jets coming into South Florida, so I think the odd team looking out of this thing is could be the Dolphins. Not to take a shot at South Florida because you know I like Miami Vice and everything down there, 
Listen, when I'm in South Florida, all I do is take shots. Hotlo. Anyways, no. Mm. I, um, the only the, the only team I'm I'm truly not worried about simply because of the dysfunction that's nobody's fault except for injury at the moment is the Jets. I mean, listen, when you when you're having to throw Joe Flacco in. At, at, at you know, I, I know we talk about Tom Brady's age, but can we talk about Flacco being pretty old too? Right, yeah. like that's that's a rough situation. I think the, I think the Finns can beat that. And, and, and I got to tell you, it would be I would be remiss to not put Mike McDaniel on the list of Coach of the Year candidates at the very least. And it's funny you take McDaniel and put an S on it, and then you have a one year coach in Las Vegas. But I digress. Um, no, but. but Thank you. Uh, but now that you're here, listen, Mark, I got to give you a minute to get your shine and our shine in, actually, as the Heisman Trophy winner is just as we predicted, sir, is it yeah, not? Yeah, baby. Mm. You, you, you know, I kept hearing Duggan's name come up and this guy's name come up. He had to give it. And I'll tell you one thing. They can say whatever they want about the Riverboat Gambler, Lincoln Riley. He's led three quarterbacks to Heisman Trophy wins. Mm. Yeah. yeah, who drafts him is my question. Yeah. Five finalists, three. Heisman trophies. And yes, good point you bring up, Danielle. I mean, name the last Heisman trophy winner to be NFL relevant is my question. You know, it's it'll take you a minute. Uh, um, not because you don't know. It's just because it'll take you a minute to find them. That's what I mean. But, um, yeah, well, it's it, it's you had to, you had to kind of give it. And, and I'll tell you, I'm not a Ram fan by any means, you know, and you know how much I take shots at L.A. living in their backyard. But uh, I like Baker Mayfield a lot, and I don't know what happened in Carolina, and, and, and maybe uh, Danielle can share some light on it, but I know he was railroaded out of Cleveland, but I think this could be the hair apparent uh, going forward in L.A. because I think Matthew Stafford should hang it up, concussion protocols. and He's done. I think it's, it's one of those times where you got to really look and do, do you want to keep continuing to dance with the bright lights? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing with Baker, if I may be so bold, yes, I'm definitely a Baker detractor. No offense to my Browns people out there. Um, shouts to L.A. Broadus, by the way, and Drew Gukov. But um, I just Brady hasn't had enough time to piss anybody off yet. Can we be honest? <laughs> Baker has a certain je ne sais quoi to him, I think, that, yeah, does rub <laughs> people the wrong way. But in with Carolina, there's a lot of – outside noise concerning the field the, right. the, the new stadium right. and uh there's a lot more legalities going on living here i've i've heard uh things going on here and with the ownership things were going on that also a lot of the players are not happy with and mm -hmm. their names getting pulled in and wh what's going on what they were promised things like that i also heard from um uh, you know, with Matt Rule and even Robbie Anderson and those things, Matt Rule had his people that he really liked, that he wanted to pull in, wanted to keep. And once he left, there was a move to get rid of the old regime and any player associated with it. So, Rich. you know, yeah, I, that was part of it. That's why DJ Moore stayed. You know, DJ Moore was hot. They were hot to kind of get rid of, you know, get rid of him and things like that. And I think Christian McCaffrey was one of those players that he had been so good to the franchise they let him go because they knew it was a fire sale they knew it was rebuilding but i think it was done out of respect in a way for him as well like yeah. let him go because it's going to be a while 
I feel like it could have gone either way based on how you describe it. If I might be so bold, it could have been respect play. And, and I, I, I will, I will certainly take your word for it in the name of giving people you, I don't like to slam people unless I have the information. However, you did mention an element of petty in play and getting rid of McCaffrey could be a little that bit of that present too. And listen, McCaffrey learning from Saquon and actually staying healthy for a distance in a year, helping the Niners. I'm good with that. You know, I, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think for him it was more they let him go because there were other teams on the board that where he could have gone, the Rams being one of them, you know, where he may not have had success, but he went to a team where there were better chances for success. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't think it was as petty as it came across. No, that, there's a, that that's that's a good rebut. I like what you did there. The good conversation it was fantastic. Thank you. If if you wanna if you wanna actually be petty towards a player, you don't give them to Kyle Shanahan because he'll find a way to use them. I get that. exactly. Yeah, well, you know, you send him to the Browns. Well, maybe maybe the maybe some of these teams need an ownership shake up or get a general manager in there. I'll throw you a candidate. I don't know if you guys watch Yellowstone. Get Sarah Atwood in there, man. She'll shake it up. <laughs> Movers, movers and shakers, and I yeah, think some... movers and shake. Hey guys, I, I oh man, I could, I wish I could stay, you know. And I wanted to drop in and 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 hear this great show, um, but I promise next Wednesday uh, I'll be longer, be longer. It's, Listen, I, man, you know, you did the responsible thing. Yeah, you you you, you let, got me in touch with with another talent. She's great, you know. Yeah, you guys doing a great job, hey, man. You know it. Money comes and goes. Relationships are priceless. You know that. Hey, listen. That's it's. I'm gonna write that down as the student of the game because the green I'm looking at is the chalkboard to make sure I have the note. That's all I'm throwing out there. I but, love you both. You know that. Chris Pertle says I, and I got a lion fan telling me <laughs> the Lions are going to the Super Bowl. Oh boy. <laughs> well, let's not get out of control. Just because they win a couple games, let's not. Hey, I know, I, I know they cleaned up your city, and I know everything's getting back to normal around there. But the Lions ain't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Confidence and delusion, fine line. <laughs> Baby Learn steps. it, live it, love it. Baby steps. I love Man Campbell, but there's only so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark- I love you too, man. Keep it going. Keep the seat warm the next Wednesday. Copy, God, Mark. Thank you. Mark always doing fantastic stuff. The madman cometh tonight. The I would say the madman goeth, but co-host with the Moving the Chains podcast, still doing great things here with me, Danielle, having a great time. Let's keep this rolling because there was another conversation you and I were were having as we were setting up you coming on this show that I think was very intriguing. Obviously, we see, if you haven't seen the headline yet, T.Y. Hilton, a cowboy. That's I'm not Cowboys. Those are two letters, T-Y, not three that we come to expect with OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. Certainly yes. not a cowboy. I, I yeah. So help me with some of the scuttlebutt there. Like I've even heard, and I, I get it because they're so depleted at that level, and currently you and the rest of New York are not in the Galladay spirit. OBJ no. going back to the Giants? How real is that? There, there's a couple things going on. One, we also know Cole Beasley has come out of retirement. He's gone and signed on the practice squad with Buffalo. Upstate. Right. Hilton. And then Jerry Jones, just a couple hours ago, said, stay tuned on the OBJ front. Ooh. News to come. Ooh. See, this is what happens. I, I was, I'd listen. I had, I had spirit night at, at the, the sandwich shop. So I took my daughter. I hadn't seen that yet. So yeah, were- he just said that just literally just said it. So, um, 
what I did speak to someone who is close to OBJ, who has some knowledge of what's going on. And I spoke to him probably about two weeks ago before, uh, you know, just when he was getting ready for those visits. And the light that he shed on it was basically with the injury. OBJ is now understanding a little bit more because it's the same knee that he injured that a ring does no longer guarantees you the money and the longevity that, you know, we all kind of, you know, basically it used to be you win a ring and Hey, I'm going to Disney world and I got this endorsement and that endorsement. Okay. It's not how it goes anymore. So he is looking more at an endorsement factor and that longevity. So think about it. You go to the Cowboys. Who is the main face of the Cowboys? We all know it's Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where he's on mattress commercials. He's on everything. I could have said Jerry Jones, but I digress. <laughs> that's a different, that's, that's a whole different face of the franchise. We all know that. We all know Satan's slap dog is different. So, you know, that's, that's something separate. But you think about the Chiefs, it's Patrick Mahomes. So if he's going to pick a place, he wants to go somewhere where he has got those endorsement deals. When you think about the New York Giants, who's the face of the New York Giants? It's not Daniel Jones, because, God, we don't know if he's staying. Saquon is, yeah, you'd say it's Saquon, but what endorsement deals does Saquon really have? Well, he had Hulu. marketable like that, too. Yeah, not he had Hulu cool. before he was injured. True. But now what does he have? So if he's going to pick, if OBJ is going to pick a place, he wants some place with endorsement deals and with that longevity. He also wants a high market value uh, place. Once again, all those things are going into a factor. If you go to Buffalo, you also think about you have a knee injury. It's a joint injury. Weather is a factor. Practicing in the cold is a factor. So all those things start coming into play. And you want to be, in a a way, a savior of a franchise. He goes to Dallas, let's say. C.D. Lamb still has to get paid. His contract is still a rookie contract. True. He still has to get paid. Are you going to be the leader of the wide receiver room? Probably not with C.D. Lamb there. They're not getting rid of C.D., that's for sure. They just signed T.Y. Hilton, that should tell you something. You go to the Giants, though, you lead them into the playoffs because even if we make the playoffs, that's a big maybe. Do we deserve to be there? There's questions. We make it next season after they've signed OBJ. He is a deciding factor in us making it in. You are now the savior of New York. That's There's certain magazines, there's certain newspapers, there's so many other things that go into that. You go to the Buffalo Bills, why'd why they make the playoffs? Why'd they get a Super Bowl? Not because of you, it's because of Josh Allen, because mm. of Von Miller. There, there's other players. It's, you know, it's Stefan Diggs, the number one wide receiver right now. I mean, yeah, just, Justin Jeff, I got it. But, you know, the name of the top three wide receivers, Stefan Diggs is in there. Right. Are you really a factor? So those are things from a business perspective more. You know, when he was there, he had Doritos. He had, you know, there were major names. Also, the Nike lawsuit. Mm. He's going to sign with Jordan because he's not Nike ain't touching you after this. So those are all factors that you have to start thinking about. So you want a high market with names around you enough to support you to get you into the playoffs, but where you can still stand out. So it's a it's a delicate balance you've got to play. Where are you going to go? So that's why New York is still there. Also, New York is going to have the cap space after this year. Yeah, the, the, and that cap space thing, piece is if someone's looking to get paid, that's important. Okay. I'm following yeah. you. I'm not explaining it to you. I'm following you saying that. you're Yeah, so it's like, you know, he wants – the thing is is that what has changed is he said, oh, I don't want to play regular season. 
he's coming off an ACL tear, two-time ACL tear. Right. How that was also repaired. Was it repaired with a cadaver? Was it compared with a head? You know, how was that repaired is, is a factor. So I don't think everybody's like, oh, he, he didn't think about his market value. He, you know, he uh, assumed he was higher. He just doesn't want to play because he's pulling, you know, Alinda Evangelista, I don't get out of bed for anything less than $30,000 an hour, that kind of thing. No, I think what he was saying is, is my knee what it needs to be? Uh, maybe not. If I pull the whole, I'm not playing until I'm in the playoffs kind of thing. You know, what he's doing is giving himself an extra month to rehab so if teams want to look at them now i can cut routes because it's the difference between i think of it as if you're buying a brand new vet you know how that vet handles it's brand new it's off the lot you don't need to worry about it if you're buying a 1969 stingray you want to take that car out for a drive because it might look nice but how does that engine run when was the last time somebody turned it on obj is no longer a brand new vet he is a 69 stingray he looks really good and you really want that showpiece but i still got to see it run a route I got to turn it on. I got to turn the engine on. I think he's giving himself more time because remember the Cowboys leaked his medical records. Mm -hmm. The rest of the teams are now looking around going, well, how come he didn't run any routes? See the giants. We're so desperate. We're kind of like the wallflower at the dance. We're like, just dance with us. Sure. Oh, you don't want to dance. You just want to stand there and look good. Fine. Stand here next to us. Look good. Okay. (laughs) You know, take the picture. Somebody take the picture. Look, there's a guy next to us. There's a guy next to us. Oh my God. He wants us. (laughs) We would have taken that and been fine. And we would have been like, cool. We're good. But when the jet, uh, when the Cowboys were like, you don't want to run routes, all of a sudden we were like, he doesn't want to run routes. Why does he want to run routes? Does he have mono? Does he not want to kiss us? Like we, we <laughs> panicked. We like totally panicked. And we were like, can we see your COVID card? Can we see your COVID card? Did you get the you know vaccine? What's going on, dude? Can you not afford the limo? Whatever you need. Just <laughs> yeah, we'll do it. We'll totally do it. But maybe we should see you jog a little bit. Maybe we should. Is the leg still attached? Is that a peg leg? What's going on? <laughs> so we panicked a little bit and we backed off. But don't get it twisted. We're just like, please come home. Please come home. Please come home. We'd love to see you come home. But we'll have 59 million in the cap space. Did we mention that we have 59 million? We have check, blank check, right here, right here, right here. It's right here. So notice we signed somebody to do punt returns. Hmm. We didn't go and sign anybody major. We could have had Cole Beasley. We could have had T.Y. Hilton. Right. We didn't do that. So we're leaving it wide open. You know, we have like a little locker cap ready and we're like in case of uh, fire break yeah. left or whatever yeah yeah you know obj goes here you know it's like it's just, it's just waiting there and we're like so you bored yet because we're totally gonna make the playoffs one day we'd love to do it with you meanwhile the other teams are sitting back like we are making the playoffs mm. we, we are and we're just sitting here going we might we don't know but we'll give you back your jersey is that cool is that is that good like we'll fix our hair we'll comb it whatever you need dude so there's there's other factors than just like he just wants to make a playoff run he wants it but there's other issues that are more business related than just that right no i completely get that and and let's put it this way there's there's certain other what's his word drama and baggage he's looking to shed like let's be honest if if he did not get hurt in that super bowl he probably would be mvp I know I, I was totally. texting with another with another uh, press guy I had met there from Denmark, oddly enough. Um, Nicholas, I was like, MVP, right? He goes, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, so and, was I. Yep. Right. So, I, I mean, you know, the only reason why he wouldn't have won it is because the uh, um, 
um, or at least he wouldn't have gotten my vote is because of what Aaron Charlay Donald did before the end of the game. But, you know, again, let me show my credentials from my bias. That's right. I, I deal in trenches. That's what I do. Um, but, you know, if OBJ, let's put it this way. I would have been happier with OBJ continuing to get votes rather than Cup having won it. Whole other conversation. Punchline mm-hmm. is when, when, when you're talking about that, the list of teams to acquire this goal has to be a big market. And L.A. is already off the table because of moves they made cap mm-hmm. space. And let's be honest, the quarterback situation isn't as appealing. Yes, somehow or another, you got less appealing than Danny Dimes. I won't even comment on that. But here's here's where I'm at. Beyond New York, and to even take the salary cap out of it, just for uh-huh. this question, obviously mm-hmm. it's a factor because if he wants that big deal, that's super important. Right. What's another big market that would even have a shot? to accomplish OBJ's goal? Um, obviously, Dallas, I think, is it looks good because from a market value, it's America's team. I think, you know, it it's looks America. pretty. Yeah, they got all the four verticals and all that, making them the number one valid franchise, blah, blah. I get that. I get on the only the only place I could see him fitting in well, and this would only be if he was returning. I could always, I think anytime Brady throws his name out there to a receiver, their ears are perking up. It's just how it is. It's Brady. If Brady calls you and goes, I want to throw a ball to you. Somebody's that receiver's going, really? Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk. Uh, is it a storied franchise? No, but it's the goat. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're going to take a year to go. Yeah. I catch balls for you. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk. Like it's, it's just one of those. Well, the TB12 and everything. Yeah. The TB12 brand and everything like that would be a connection to the Mm -hmm. endorsement stuff. I can. Okay. You, yeah, it's, I, okay. You're, I I just see that in, because once again, it's Brady and Brady is not, he's greedy in some sense. He's greedy. If you're another quarterback. He ain't sharing his, his crap with you. We know that Garoppolo has said it. Joe, Jacoby Brissett, it. They've all said it. You're not learning from Brady if you're a quarterback. But if you're a wide receiver and he likes you, he'll follow you that ball all day long. Mm-hmm. So from a wide receiver standpoint, heck, if he can take a, a risk on Antonio Brown, you think that OBJ going to scare him? I mean, He's going to love to throw that ball. He's making you an NFT for God's sake. You know what I'm saying? Like you might as well just, <laughs> You're going to run there and be like, I'll one-arm catch all day long for you, dude. I'll backflip into the end zone. I don't care. Catch with my feet. Whatever. Let's go. So I think that would be a possibility. Um, I don't think he's going to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, At this point in the season, I don't know about that. But, I mean. I I would be worried about going to Aaron Rodgers because he throws anybody under the bus who he can. And look what he did to Devontae Adams. You could have taken a little less money and kept your wide receiver. Instead, you had to go and get greedy. Well, and now it's everybody else's fault, and you're throwing behind the line of scrimmage almost five yards because you don't trust those wide receivers. They're rookies. Get the hell out of here, Rogers. You didn't need that much money. Well, go okay. grow your hair. Not everybody is Tom Brady to take less money. And I'm not trying to defend Aaron a. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Charlay Rodgers, but let, let me be clear. You know, Rusty's just as guilty, and I'm a Rusty guy. You know, there's a lot of other quarterbacks that got the cha-ching at the expense of the salary cap. I mean, that's a thing that happened. I I, I can't it is. just but that. I think, 
that caliber where you know your first ballot Hall of Fame bound, it would have would it have killed you? Come on. Come on. I'm not here to say ego wasn't a factor. Don't get it twisted. Man. Oh yeah. But I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't I I because if he doesn't perform for Rogers right off the bat and they don't have that chemistry, Rogers is sending him right down the river I, selling listen, him. I'm with it. I I I I understand that wouldn't be where I go. I I, I I understand ego like that because I have a huge ego and I have such a big ego. I have to let you know that I'm also the most humble mamma jamma in the room. That's how it works. Of course. For sure. <laughs> totally got that from you. Easily. No problem. No, uh, but I love making the ego joke. It's fun. But the, yeah, no, I, I see where you're going with the big quarterback brands, but um, yeah, I, I, I clearly to accomplish all the goals for endorsement, making a splash, playing in the playoffs. I, I think you're right. I think those two NFC East teams are clearly the best target um, in my mind there. So no, I, I, I can definitely get behind um, that and how that's working. So, you know what, let's, let's go ahead and do this. That's, that was an awesome conversation. And I, I am, I'm glad to have you in at this portion of the show because this was my plan um, originally. And then Mark Ooh. came in and it was all fun. So now we're back on track and I'm glad Mark came in. Don't get it twisted, Mark. I'm just saying it was a fun it, I, I went Bob Ross on that, Danielle. It, it wasn't happy little tree. Yes, it's a happy little. We don't have mistakes, just happy little accidents. Boom. There you go. Anyways, with that in mind, we'll go through the schedule. If you got time, you want to do picks with me? Oh, I'd love to do picks. Let's do picks. See, I like it. This is this is I'm making a good impression. This is good. Here we go. Good. So you know, you would think, see, I talk all this. I'm so excited you're gonna do picks with me. I just realized I don't have the music up. But that won't that won't stop us necessarily. Um, by the way, Danielle, what, 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 while I'm looking for this, Move the Chains podcast. Where do we find that? You can find it on Mancy Media on Blog Talk Radio. And then you can check us out every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. on the Pacific Coast. Yeah, you got to throw all that Pacific Coast since, you know, that's where Mark lives and stuff. Yet he's... Yeah, he'll get mad at me if I don't say that. Hey, you know, it, it, it's it's we don't we 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 are chronologically correct here. We do not we do not discriminate based on time zone here. This is never this is uh this is an all <laughs> this is an all inclusive podcast. Um, you can always check out the archived shows on blogtalkradio.com. And, uh, you know, if you miss it when it's going on live, that's okay. We have it archived and you can catch up on it. You can listen to Mark and I go back and forth and, uh, you know, hear me yell about the Giants. And him challenge you talking about those red tails. Sorry, commanders. Still the commanders. I know I call them the commandos half the time. Then I'm like, no, 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 it's the commanders. It's the commanders. Hey, listen, I'm just saying the red tails is the biggest missed marketing opportunity of all time. I'll leave yes. it at that. Let me see here. All right, we got the music. Let's do the picks. So, Danielle, listen, for my money here, and you could call me a homer if you want, there was a time where there were two NFL rivalries I cared about. Ravens, Steelers, and Niners, Seahawks. But now I care about Niners, Seahawks more than I did for a while. Suddenly, Geno Smith is making them look respectable. Granted, they have some losses. But Thursday night, huge game. San Fran heads to uh, battle Seattle and the 12th man. Uh, oh, so yeah, to open it up for Thursday, who you have for that game? I got the 49ers. 
yeah, I got the Niners too. I know it's on the road, but at the end of the day, the one thing that that group still hasn't been able to account for, granted, they have the best offensive line in years after Rusty leaves. Nobody wants to talk about that, but I don't think they're in position to protect Geno, and they weren't just like they weren't in week two. I too have the 49ers. Colts, Vikings, Danielle, who you got? Oh, I got the Vikings. The Colts are getting walked all over. Yeah, I would make jokes about how for a week he was Jeff Sunday, but Jeff Saturday, the experiment is definitely a failure. That's dead. Uh, yeah, I too have the Vikings. Ravens, Browns, this one's interesting to me, but go ahead, Danielle. I'm going to take the Ravens. Yeah, I can't blame you on that. Uh, there's and definitely. I hate the Ravens. Yeah, well, uh, it, yeah. let's put it this way. As unpopular as Deshaun Watson is also, the running game isn't bailing him out. And also, this goes back to preseason. He did not look like Deshaun Watson going back in I, he's still kind of trying to find his sea legs and for as much as the ravens are notorious for giving up leads i'm gonna go ahead and take the ravens on the road goodness knows they need that game a ton whole other question anyways so next up the uh the Finns head over upstate to buffalo to battle josh allen and the bills who you got danielle uh i got allen stomping all over miami i don't think tua can take it i think we're gonna have lake effect snow I don't think Miami can handle this heat, uh, the lack of heat, I should say. And I think uh, Josh Allen takes this, no problem. You meant proverbial heat, as in the pressure. And listen, exactly. As, exactly. As far as I understand, Tua is still injured. Bottle mm -hmm. up Tyreek Hill. You let him get only 100 yards and a touchdown. I think the Bills can still win this game. I, too, have the Bills at home, just like Mark mentioned earlier with their history with the weather. And you, I believe, yep. you just reiterated here. So that's a thing. You know, it is what it is. I got the bills. Uh, next up, the Eagles head to Chicago. Uh, did Danielle, can we make this one easy? <laughs> yeah, I I hate to say this. Fly, Eagles, fly. I think they're going to win. I know they're going to win. I really want somebody to beat them, but it's not going to be Chicago. I mean, at least they're not undefeated. That much comfort I can give you, but even Santa Claus isn't going to get booed. This year in Philadelphia, I have the Eagles taking it on the road. The fraud cons. That's what we call the Falcons here because they always make you think they're going to be good and then they're awful. Yeah. And then they just, yeah. Yeah, you get it. And, and they, uh, they're headed to, to, to Nolens to play the Saints. Danielle, who you got? This is an interesting game. I think I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. Mm -hmm. Because I just, uh, the Falcons just fall apart. I mean, it's it's literally like somebody shoots them and they just kind of fall dead in the air. So I'm going to take the Saints on this one. So Falcons fans, once upon a time they were falling in love and now they're falling apart. I had no idea this was oh! going to be an 80s music reference. Well done by you, Daniel. Nice. For, nice. My, for my money, they're going to be starting Desmond Ritter. I watch this guy yep. play quarterback. He's a great athlete. He's not a good quarterback they're about to learn that there's a reason he didn't get the start against uh, ahead of marcus mariota coming back as a retread he has no uh no poise in the pocket at all i'm what else can i say i do have the saints my in-laws should love that uh detroit heads over to east rutherford to battle the jets man campbell versus robert sala who you got danielle oh my god okay this is all <laughs> going to depend this is coming down to quarterback on the jets I, I babyface Finster, if he gets the start, I, I I think it pains me. I think the Lions might have a shot, but the problem is the Lions are better at home than they are on the road. For some reason, on the road they fall apart. 
but I just don't have faith in any of the quarterback choices besides Mike White. So yeah. I'm kind of torn, but I think the Lions might take this. So as much as you scoff at golf, if there's, yes. if there's not a clear white line on the field for the Jets playing at quarterback, that's not a bad take. Um, I'm going to take the Lions in this one simply because the offense is in fuego. If you have a group under Madden Campbell believing, that's a dangerous thing to face. And yes. listen, say what you will for Robert Sala and how well he has coached this group. I that's I think this is just one week to asking a little too much. Maybe he'll bounce it back. I don't know, but this ain't it. I too have the Lions. Next up, the Steelers head to Carolina. Probably not gonna get a good game, but a tough one to pick. It's interesting. Who you got? Once again, quarterback issue. Um, like, do we really believe Mason Rudolph and Trubisky are the quarterbacks? <laughs> I, I can't even say it like with a straight face. I'm I'm picking between Trubisky and Mason Rudolph, who I, I don't know, has a punchable face. It's, I, I, I don't know what to – he doesn't he? He just does. Like, I'm sorry, I, you know, I sided with Miles Garrett in that whole situation. Um, I, I can't yeah, – I'm going to – okay, I'm sorry. My friend's husband right now is a Steelers fan, and he's yelling at me, and I can already hear him in my head being like, oh, my God, you're really going to go against the Steelers? I'm going to say the Panthers because I just don't trust who's at quarterback right now. Understand, you just picked Sam Darnold to win a second consecutive game. But you know what? I know. I'm going to do it right there with you. Listen, I love my dude Omar Epps. Sorry, uh, 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 Mike Tomlin. Right. Um, <laughs> and the one thing I've only ever been super critical of him was this season not going with Kenny Pickett from game one. I hate criticizing this guy. I'm not even a Steeler fan. And yet I'm forced and compelled to do so. Uh, yeah, but at the end of the day, I got Darnold here, and it's due to a concussion and nothing else. I, I agree with your take wholeheartedly. Um, this isn't me flattering the guests. This is just great football minds thinking alike, folks. Anyways, exactly. I will be at this game in person in the press box as the Cowboys travel to Jacksonville. Danielle, who you got? Oh, this hurts. Oh, this hurts so badly. Just get it done. Get it I, done. I have a t-shirt that says anybody but the Cowboys um, because I just, I hate siding with Jerry Jones. I really think that like when the, when the four horsemen of the apocalypse come, Jerry Jones is going to be riding one of those horses. <laughs> I don't know which one, but I'm positive he's riding one of them. You know what? I'm, oh God, somewhere there's a Giants fan just yelling at me. Uh, I, I have to say the Cowboys because it's just how it is. But I really, I really want Jacksonville to like upset me and show me that they can do this. So come on, come on, Evan Ingram. I know we traded you, but do something here, baby. Do something. But yeah, it's gonna be the Cowboys. But the Cowboys play down. They have not been playing up. So there is a chance this is gonna be a close three-pointer game, like what happened in Texas, because they should have killed Houston and they did. They were just like, oh. I guess we'll play today. I don't know. What do you think, boys? So, you know, we'll see. But it's probably going to be Dallas over Jacksonville. But come on. Come on, Trevor Lawrence. Fix your hair. Tie it back. Do something so you can see what's going on and not throw a pick. Let's hope for that. And, you know, play. But Listen, yeah, it's going to be Dallas. At the end of the day, first of all, this is what actual Giants fans do. They labor over having to pick the Cowboys. They don't yes, yes, we do. Cowboys and declare them Super Bowl favorites like a certain person who alleges to be a Giants fan did last year for the Cowboys, right, EJ Christian? Um, 
you did, this oh, is me. This is that. me. Yeah, let me let let not. This is me. Th- this is the shtick I do on the show. He's a, he's a panelist on the Huddle of Podcasts. He listens to this show as well, so he's gonna know what a real Giants fan sounds like, and that it's not him. Anyways, so with all that in oh. mind, um, listen, Evan Ingram having the game he did was less on Trevor Lawrence, though he did a great job finding him, and more on the Titans linebackers. And what's the one yes. position the Cowboys are pretty damn strong back? Linebackers. Linebackers. At the end of the day, Tony Pollard may be stopped, but that Jacksonville secondary, someone's having a big day from getting the ball from Dak Prescott. I, too, have the Cowboys, but at least they'll be in the press box and, you know, having fun because football, that's just the kind of dude I am. With that in mind, I, I, I mean, it's, it's sorry, I'm simply lying sometimes. It is what it is, Daniel. Work with me here. <laughs> Next up. Here for me. <laughs> Next up on the docket, uh, the Chiefs head to Houston. Uh, listen, oh. I'm, I'm not expecting much of a struggle from uh, Patrick LeVon Mahomes the second here. Are you? I, I think at one point I'm just going to watch him do this. Whee! And just throw the ball up. You sure you haven't done that already? Didn't I you? think I saw him do it. Yeah, I just want to see him like go under his leg or something. Oh, I just, okay. just want to see something fun happen. But yeah, like last week, I think he literally went like that with the ball and was like threw it out. And that's what I'm expecting this week. I just at one point I want to see him actually cover his eyes and throw it and just see what happens. Oh, well, there's that third and 21 in the Super Bowl that ended up being the difference to beating the 49ers where it should have been San Francisco. (laughs) Not that you're upset about that at all. At all. Not at all. There's (laughs) nothing. There's no animosity at all. But yeah, Chiefs all over it. There's, you know. Yeah. His body mechanics don't even make sense. Like there are times I watch him and I'm like, how did you, that shouldn't have. And I'm like, ah, forget it. It Just, you know, I'm like, we could have had you and. Well, and then I get then I get upset, and then I realize there's about uh, ten other teams that are going. We should have had you too, and we're all kind of in the same boat. Listen, uh, that, that that's listen. It, my, the beautiful thing I can tell you is, somebody got boat raced with picks to the Niners to get Mitchell Trubisky. Oh wait, that was the Bears. So yeah, I have fun with that. That's a fun thing for yeah. me. You know, somebody yeah. sat there and said he's the number one pick. Yeah, didn't all I could sit back and say is thank God Gettleman wasn't involved in that, or else we would have wound up with him. So it's all okay, and that's where I'm like, it could have been worse. See, it was more fun talking about that than this game, anyways. Yeah, obviously Patrick Levon Mahomes the second. I was present for the Texans only win because they ruined they they ruined the Hall of Famers uh, uh, halftime presentation. you know, Tony Baselli was getting honored at that halftime, and the Texans were in town, and they couldn't even win that game. I, I whatever. Anyways, moving past it, I'll get over it, Danielle. This is good therapy. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. The Cardinals heading to Mile High to do battle as games that I'm not worried about, but hey, who you got? Uh, well, Cardinals don't have a quarterback, but then again, neither do the Broncos. <laughs> so, um. One overpaid, one just doesn't care. But the Car- no, the Cardinals don't have. The- See, neither one has a will to win. I'm going to say the Cardinals, just because I think the Broncos have been defeated. You know, like I said, they have no will anymore. Um, and you know, I think at this point, Russell Wilson should be hiding out in a bomb shelter somewhere, just for all the money that he took from Bron- the Broncos. So I'm going to say the Cardinals. Well, hey, maybe with that money he could build the bomb shelter in question, but 
Uh, I'm going to take Denver in this one. They're at least okay. got that home field advantage, you know, the mile high and all that stuff. Their defense is pretty good. And Colt McCoy, well, he's played good at times. I mean, yeah, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Listen, if J.J. Watt wins the day, you know that'll make me happy. Uh, you know, yeah, I like Watt. That's where I'm just kind of like, at least I like you. Oh, hey, see, I, I, you see the guy back here? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I have Denver against my better judgment in that case, and uh, but it is what it is. You can you can text me about how much of a moron I was, or hit me up on Twitter, the SOTG. Anyways, Patriots go and head uh, to Las Vegas to battle the Raiders. Um, Danielle. All right, you know what? Just for sentimental reasons, I'm going to go with the Raiders on this because, well, it's the Patriots, and you know. When the end of the world comes, it's Dallas, Ravens, Patriots, and like you know my anarchy. So I I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens, uh, with the Raiders because I, I'm just pulling for them. You know, it's one of those where it's like you're gonna learn Josh McDaniels is not the chosen one, and that no one from Belichick ever is. But okay, you have to learn. So go ahead, I'm gonna just. Mm, yep, learn on your own. I think Mike Madoff is a good GM. I do not think that McDaniel's is a head coach. But okay, learn on your own, boys. That's, well, certainly you know. somebody had to teach the lesson again, even after he flopped the way he did in Denver. But oh my god! Yes. By the way, another Denver flop for a first-year coach. Throwing that out there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. McDaniel's is a one-year coach. I think the writing's on the wall there too. They didn't yep. hire Cars guy, which was the interim guy last year. Whatever, yeah. say what you will. I have Belichick and company handling business on the road. Um, yeah, well, you know, the emperor never let Darth Vader win. Well, I, I listen. I'm not even touching that analogy. Um, Titans head to LA to battle the Chargers. Who you got, Danielle? Chargers. Yeah, listen. Health is coming back. Who knew it? A stake pit as they were the team that I had winning the NFC AFC West by a single game, mind you. Um, is now in the playoff hunt after having more snake bites than, than Ragnar Lothbrok at the end of the Viking series when he got killed. That's right. There's a drop for you. Wow. <laughs> With all that in mind, um, I got the Chargers in this one as well. I, I, I cannot front on uh, picking them. The Titans have been exposed as, as one-trick ponies offensively, and on defense, your linebackers are horrible. Listen, Justin Herbert's going to have a fun day. That's all I'm saying. Speaking of fun yes. days for somebody – the the Cincinnati Bengals head to Tampa to battle the Bucks and Tomer, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Who you got, Danielle? I got the Bengals. Yeah, I can't blame you. Listen, you don't have to walk like an Egyptian to hear about the Bengals on this one. Burrow, Joey Burr goes all crazy. The Bucks defense isn't what it was. Certainly the Bucks offense wasn't what it has been in the past. See what you will about Brady. Um, it's not father time. It's the rest of the team falling apart, in my opinion. Father time's been a factor. Yeah. He, he was just well hidden by an excellent roster. And I'm not even putting it on bold. I said what I said. Anyways, uh, I'm going to skip this game because I know what game is best to pick last with you. Monday night, we have the Los Angeles Rams and the Green Bay Packers. Oh, goody, the battle of the disappointments upon oh. Danielle, who you got? I'm going to go with John Wick version 2.0, the poor man's wick. I'll say uh, the Packers on that one. Sure. Uh, you're going to pick John Wick over Baker Mayfield. I can't front on that. I, too, have A.A. Ron Charlie Rodgers 
winning the day. I haven't picked the Packers in a long time. This should show you how much I don't have confidence in Baker Mayfield. And of course, the final game of the night, the Sunday night feature. Everyone's talking about the rematch of the draw. Um, the <laughs> facing the Red Tails. Sorry, Commanders. Danielle, talk to me. Oh, my Giants have got this. We're coming back. We've been humiliated. We've been down on our luck. This is where the plucky team gets up at the end. And we decide that we really want this. And now we're going to come back and kick the commander's butt. Even though Chase Young is coming back. Who cares? Chase Young. Ha! We laughed at his face. Ha ha! I, I love the exuberance. I love the fanhood. But again, I've shown you my credentials. You know where I live, and that's in the trenches. And for a team that's not in Los Angeles, y'all are awfully vegetarian right now. Uh, it's not your fault that you laugh at Chase Young. He'll just tackle you later. Um, Saquon. No, he's going to be worried about his knee. You see, it's his first game back. He's going to be tender with it. That's why we take him in this one. That's <laughs> if you had Dan, if you had Man Campbell as your head coach, biting off kneecaps, that would be a great defense. Unfortunately, this isn't Detroit. I have the red tail. Sorry, Commanders. But hey, if I'm wrong, you can text me and gloat. I'm down. Oh, I will. Oh, I, I will because. Where we Bellinger is back and he's gonna wear an eye patch just just to scare everybody, just to scare Chase Young. Dan Bellinger's wearing an eye patch and and Saquon, his his, his neck's gonna be better and we're 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 back, baby. Yeah, we're it's the Giants. Does, yep. does Chase Young have an unfounded fear of Nick Fury? Where are you going with that? I don't know, but that's what I'm saying right now. <laughs> just because it sounds really cool. I, you know, listen. He got thumb in the eye, and he had to have surgery, and he still came back this season. And that should tell you how determined we are to not be humiliated a third time in three weeks. See, now I have to mention the gut shot, gunshot wound victim that came back from his injury and is now one of the best running backs in the league. So it's, yeah. Um, we, shot, we had a guy who shot himself, too. Oh, well, no, he got shot. We just shot ourselves. But still, we're not afraid of guns. Yeah. I could make a joke about state laws. I'm not even going to go there. Anyways, talking about afraid of guns, I'm in Florida. Anyways. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we had a wide receiver shoot himself. Yes. Like that's, that's determination, man, to like do it. I'm pulling anything I can right now, okay? Because we got a big game coming, so I'm trying to really pump up my dudes here. I'm seeing it. Like, listen, there's there's only 52 cards in the deck, and you keep finding more. I'm with it. No, I'm, just, I'm, not what I can. I'm not hating. I'm appreciating. Let me be clear. Speak. You know, I'm, I made it through the Dave Brown era, okay? If I can get through <laughs> that, I can get through anything. I went through that for God's sake. Hey, uh, you know what? I don't even have a good response for that. I don't need a good response for that. I have Danielle Orsino of Moving the Chains with me. Tell the world where you can be found. All your stuff, where they can find All my stuff. All my stuff. You can find me on my website is birthofthefayfae.com. That's where you can find information about me and about my books or on Instagram at birthofthefayfae underscore novel or my personal Instagram is Danielle M, as in Marie Orsino, O-R-S-I-N-O. And slide into my DMs. Tell me exactly if you think my picks are right or wrong, what your favorite rivalries are, what your favorite team is, 
or if you want to read my books, my book is Birth of the Fae. It's a fantasy series, and it's all about the Fae and dragons and all that good stuff. And yes, in fact, my Fae bleed blue simply because I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> I even got the Giants into a fantasy series. People were like, oh, do they bleed blue because of this? And they gave me all scientific answers. And I was like, no, I'm just a Giants fan. That's so great. That's it. That was, that was it. I was like, that's the big reveal is, yeah, my, my fade bleed blue because I'm a Giants fan. And yes, later on in the series, when we go into the modern world, there is a Giants story in the book. I love it. But by the way, as a side note, like as, as, as the, the son of a cardiac nurse who's now retired after, you know, decades of service, um, the blue blood thing, I'm like, I would have gone science too, but then I saw the Jersey. I'll leave it at that. You know, yeah, I, I had to work it in there. You know, they were like, oh, there's this reason and that reason. I'm like, no, I'm just a Giants fan. I was like, I just. All I could say is if you're looking for a large dude that carries an axe and is a plucky comic relief, I got your model right here. Anyway. Perfect. <laughs> With all that in mind, Danielle, honor, joy, and privilege. Thanks for coming aboard. Thanks to DeMarc for jumping in. Of course, I am Kyle Nash, a student of the game. You can find me on Twitter at the SOTG. Find me on Instagram as the same, the SOTG. Check out my work with the black and gold banneret covering the UCF Knights basketball, men's and women's, and football as well. The uh, military bowl coming up on December 28th, by the way, for the football team. And next week, UCF hosting the UCF Winter Classic. I will be going to at least one of those games in that double header. We'll see what happens with the second one because, you know, life. I got two kids and my wife still likes me around. All right. So that's the thing. But all that being said, also check out my work on the three point conversion and A7BN Sports covering the Jacksonville Jaguars, where I will be on Sunday in the press box checking out. The Jacksonville Jaguars hosting the Cowboys and also on Friday, the Cure Bowl. Listen, I know it's just FCS, but listen, UTSA Roadrunners, the Troy Trojans, 24th and 25th in CFP rankings. The first game in Cure Bowl history featuring two ranked opponents. College parity is real. See the eighth defense in points allowed facing off against the 12th best offense in points gained. Looks to be a good game if you love your football, ladies and gentlemen. And listen, on that on that day, ain't no football anywhere else. It's a Friday. Get it right. So, yeah, me checking out the Cure Bowl with the three-point conversion as well. And, of course, this week's edition, it would have just dropped today, Wednesday, of the Matchup Mania, the public service announcement that tells you the games that you most need to watch in the NFL. And, of course, shouts to my buddy, Captain Chris Hill with A7BN Sports and the Captain and Company Morning Show for Old School 101.com. And of course, lastly, hitting up the movie podcast to move out the way to show the face mask, the hilarity by default YouTube channel, me and my friend Demosthenes Euclid doing the required viewing podcast. So that should round everything else. An honor, joy, and privilege to be with you guys and to talk sport tonight. Thank you for checking and doing that. And until next time, everyone, class dismissed.